Welcome to the Punters, mate, on SEN. Welcome to the Punters, mate, on this Friday, the 21st of June, 2023. Mackay Cup Eve, Sammy Highland. Oh, wow. How good is that? How good. I can tell you, I can tell. I've been to the Mackay Cup Have a few you? years ago, yeah. and uh, I stayed out at the airport. And well, you didn't uh, go to the meeting, just hung no. Out I the went to I went to the races, oh, and okay. then and uh, I went for dinner with Bobby Alyssa and Daryl Hanson. I reckon they won wow. one of the features. Right, went for dinner. We went, you know, had a few drinks, partied up, and then went to get in this pub. I didn't. I had didn't have my ID on me. I, I don't know why I didn't have my ID on me, but. I probably look over eighteen at forty six now, and uh, uh, but anyway, I didn't have my ID on me for some reason, and I couldn't get in the pub. So then I thought, oh well, I'll just have to go home, and probably had enough anyway. So I caught the um, uh, so I tried to catch a cab, and the line was that long. This is my memories of Mackay. The line was that long for the cab, so I thought, oh, I don't reckon it was that far. So I walked it. <laughs> and it was a fair way. It was a fair hike. And had you had a few drinks? I was in my suit, and I'd had plenty to drink. So the you posi- walk anywhere when you positive out drinks. of this was I sobered up. The yep. next morning, I was on an early flight back back to Melbourne or back to Brisbane, then back to Melbourne. And uh, but I I got to the roundabout near and people that are familiar with the roundabout and Mackay Airport. I thought I won't walk up that road and cut across. I'll cut across this paddock. Uh-huh. Always a good idea in and the so, dark. And so I cut across the paddock to find myself at a cyclone fence around the edge of the airport. So I <laughs> wasted half an hour of walking, right? Torched my suit just like. Oh, you would have. Like, you know, there was cow dung and, oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, I will never, ever, ever forget. What a fool. What a fool. And then, so then I had to walk back to the road and then take the take the long way. Uh, oh, it was savage. But no wonder you soaked it up. But the posi- yeah, the positive was I woke up and I was I was fresh as a right daisy the next morning because I'd I'd walked all that uh, scotch and coke off. You mentioned a name there, Bobby Alyssa. I haven't seen his name in a form guide for a long time. Yeah, because he was doing a bit of riding up here, wasn't he? Then he, he bobs Bobby? up. He, he disappears and then he bobs up and then he disappears. Bob Bob Alyssa. But uh, yeah, uh, it's a funny one. He, I'm sure he will again, but I, I don't know where he is at the moment. <laughs> Mad fisherman. Mad is he? Fisherman. Or maybe he's gone fishing. He's put up the sign. He's gone fishing. <laughs> Speaking of jockeys, Brody Moffat, Sammy, rode a winner at his first ride in a race, and that was at Gympie last Saturday in race number one for his master, Damien Batters, and he rode the horse an absolute treat. And I know that because I tipped it on air everywhere, and uh, he just sat behind the leaders. I thought, ooh, I thought you'd lead in the, on the sand, but he didn't. He, uh, he just uh, trailed those two leaders, uh, came about 85 wide on the turn. <laughs> And then put him away. How good to go to the races and ride a winner uh, at your first ride. Mm. Unbelievable. Like, uh, and yeah, like I can, uh, well, I can sort of connect with it a bit because I rode a winner on my first day at the races and uh, I, I, my first ride ran third, a horse for Mick Kent called Arca the Diver, went out on my second ride on a horse for Dad called Retrieve. My sister owned it. It was 25 to 1, and uh, in fear of talking about myself, but 
um, here we go. I jumped, sat outside the leader, and I could not ride a bicycle, couldn't punch one out at all. Like I was 33 kilos. And this horse, it just kept sticking its head in front. And I outpunched Glenn Gardner and Peter Mertens. I had one either side of me and, um, yeah, and it got the money and it was dead set act of God because, as I say, I was tiny and couldn't (laughs) ride at all. And I never forget leaving the races that day thinking I was Jack the Giant Killer. Oh, yeah. And... Then I went to Kitan on the Monday for four rides, three of them favourite, murdered every single one of them. And, <laughs> and brings you back I, down to earth. I never forget Pat saying to me, put the bags in the car, and Pat saying to me, it's not that easy, is it, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty easy to get ahead of yourself, isn't it? But, uh, Especially when you're 16. <laughs> yes, exactly. Jockeys again, Nick Hall, this is an interesting story, Sammy. You'd know Nick Hall from your days of riding in Victoria, but... Um, Look, he, he gave away riding. He rode Caulfield Cup winner, of course. Uh, he, he just gave it away. Then he went on this spiritual journey to Costa Rica and India. Uh, I don't know, meditation and all that sort of stuff over COVID. It's an interesting story. He's, um, he's got plenty of ink on him these days. Yeah, well, he's. Um, I, I, I think it's quoted how much uh, the ink cost him, isn't it, in that article? I, or I $8,000 did... worth of tats. It's a fair old go, and uh, gee, you have to you have to go through a bit of pain getting get, get, uh, you know getting all that done. But uh, good on Nick. He's uh, yeah, he's obviously tried many different things, and yeah, he's uh, he's happy with with uh, where he's at in life. And good on him. It's uh, he's a fantastic jockey. Of course, two Caulfield Cups. Um, yeah, he's a, he's he's an outstanding jockey, and uh, and then uh, as. Yeah, had some amazing experiences since then and, yeah. and is now back being a, a barrier attendant. Yeah, so. well, that's, that's what he's going to do now, return as a well, – he's been back in Australia for six months or so. He's going to be a barrier attendant uh, in Victoria. There you go. A it's, spiritual reset. Well, there you go. It's uh, Maybe yeah. that's what we all need sometimes. Well, yeah. that's right. It's uh, – it's, uh, it's, Pretty, the world of horse racing will do it to you too. You can, yep. you know, you can get caught up in, in, uh, I know I'm guilty of it. Definitely. Um, you know, forgetting about everything else and being so consumed by horse racing and it's, uh, and when it's all, you know, um, it's, it's, it can happen. It's easy to do, isn't it? But, uh, Nick's tried a few different things and yeah, good to see him back at the races. Mm. I've got, I've got to say this. It means nothing to the people on here, but does he look, we've got a guy that works with us called Cohen. Is that look? Does he look like Cohen, or is it just me? It does look a bit Cohen-like. Yeah, <laughs> I'll have to send Cohen look... that photo. I shouldn't Shout say that. Shout out to Cohen. Get on the Cohen. Coast. He's doing a great job. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, Brisbane Metro Racing hit one point six billion dollars in turnover uh, for the twenty two twenty three financial year, which is up six point six five percent on the previous financial year. Sammy, so things are going upwards in Queensland. Fantastic. Uh, that's good to uh, good that uh, you know it's very popular and good that people want to. Keep punting, continue punting on Queensland. There's so many options, isn't there? The, you know, the thing about Queensland is uh, such a big state and so much horse racing right around the whole state. And this is uh, an article from Ben Dorries, of course, on RaceNet. But uh, back in 2015, we had all the issues with Eagle, <coughs> excuse me, with Eagle Farm, if you remember. Turnover was $692 million for 48 meetings. Now it's $1.68 billion. So uh, you can see what's, what's happened there. COVID, obviously, is a big help. 
a bit of a free kick there with COVID. So we need to be aware that uh, that won't last forever. So that's great news, though, for racing in Queensland, which is going ahead in leaps and bounds. Mackay Cup Day, we've discussed that already. Uh, now, this is an interesting one, Sammy. I hate seeing race courses close. Now, I know you're keen on your European racing, yeah, uh, your English racing. You probably don't pay much attention to American racing, though. No. Golden Gate Fields, San Francisco, yes. is a course that's been around forever. It's the latest one that's going to close in America. And that all seems to be due to um, the land is worth so much money. And it's a lot worth a lot more to develop. We saw Hollywood Park close, and now they've built the world's best stadium on there, which they had the Super Bowl at, I think, the year before. But... I don't like these race courses, you know, closing up. Singapore, the whole thing's going to close down. Sign of the down. times, it isn't is, it? it? Sign is. of the times. And uh, I, I tell you what, it was only this morning I got a text message uh, uh, with from a friend with um, the advertising of, where is it here, the Palooka Festival. Have you heard of this? No. It's at Flemington and it's going to be the music festival. That is going on uh, in the week of the spring carnival, and you know, I sort of just go to myself, "Well, what? You know, are we all about music or are we all about horse racing?" And well, we were down this path the other week when we talked about that with Paul Nolan, on yeah, the, on the um, Darling Downlow. So the Palooza uh, Victoria Racing Club unveils Palooza. Well. You know, I don't know. I don't know if this is. Uh, is I don't know it? if this is a positive. The Melbourne Cup Carnival celebrations are set to reach new heights this year, with Victoria Racing Club unveiling the Palooza, a new festival-style extravaganza located in a separate area at the east end of the nursery. Palooza will be a perfect place to celebrate Cup Week at Flemington with friends with incredible lineup of talent set to to take the stage across the four days of the carnival offering non-stop entertainment. Well, I mean, pe- do people go to the races to, to listen to music, rock on to music? Well, no, I don't think so. so. Well, they that's what they're trying to get, people that wouldn't normally go to the races, that go, that have, and they have no interest in racing and they're not even watching a race. They're going for the music side of it nothing else. And that's the world we live in now, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like it either, Sammy. I don't know if that's a positive myself. No, I, well, but it's just a different world. So... Yeah, watch this space I for the next instalment. Imagine, imagine the horses walking down the race with just a bit, bit of, of a swag, a bit of a swagger about them, <laughs> with the tunes going in the background. Wow. Bit of Palooza is is Palooza a certain type of music? Uh, oh, no. No, we'll, we'll do some homework on that for next week. Last week's racing. Matt, tell us, tell us about Matt, Palooza. Yeah, do you know what oh, Palooza is? A Palooza is just a music festival. Okay. So, so are they common around the place? Uh they're more common like in the US, but uh, yeah, like they're just just kind of like a, yeah, music festival. Thanks, Matt. Well, it's good having a young guy here, isn't it? Well, you know, we we have a racing festival which is the most successful in Australia mm. in the Melbourne Cup week. Do we need to introduce Palooza to this? I wouldn't have thought so, but I'm old school. Well, maybe well. the next music festival we have somewhere we'll introduce a tab <laughs> <laughs> and some horse racing. I don't know. Can it work both ways? Now, last week's racing at Eagle Farm was a good meeting. Uh, some highlights there, Sammy. Tango Fever won the two-year-old race, race number one for Rob Heathcote and Martin Harley, who just continues to uh, ride winner after winner. I thought she was very impressive. Did you see that race? Yes. Bolting on the turn. It was very impressive. And Martin Harley, he spoke so well about this horse, didn't he? You know, he gave us, gave a, good, us a push. Gave yeah. us a push uh, saying that uh, he thought it was a strong chance and, gee, it bolted him, didn't it? 
It certainly did, and I think it can win uh, more races, that one. Uh, race number seven, the horse U-tip Blazer Trail won two races in seven days now. Yeah, baby. Kieran Ma, Dave, used this uh, just a, just a great training operation and, and uh, placed their horses so well, and, yeah, she's uh, she is flying. She is for is it a she or a he? I think it's a he, but uh, oh, is it a he? Uh, anyway, um, I'm fr- I, th- I thought it was a she. I thought would get back in the field, but Ryan Maloney from gate number two that was never going to happen. And off the map into a dollar ninety, sat third defence box seat and was game over basically. And the last race really excited me, Sammy. Freedom Rally from the Tony Gollan stable. We'll speak to Tony very shortly. I uh, was able to run down and run right over the top of Vodka Martini. Two very smart horses. Vodka Martini will go around tomorrow at uh, at Duma, but Freedom Rally is really going places. Blazer Trail is a he. Is a he. <laughs> Didn't sound like a female name. Uh, racing over the weekend, of course, we have a meeting at Duman tomorrow. We race at Aquas Park, Gold Coast on the Poly Track. We race at Mackay for the $150,000 Mackay Cup, and we race at Toowoomba in the Twilight Zone. Country meetings at Atherton, or non-tabs, Atherton, Emerald, Julia Creek, and Roma. And then Sunday, of course, we are back to the Sunshine Coast. Racing Queensland, racing action continues every day right across the Sunshine State. Sammy has mentioned uh, earlier, we're going to catch up now with Queensland's leading trainer, Tony Gollan, who uh, joins us this afternoon. Tony, good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon, guys. Now, a couple of questions off the top for you, Tony. A couple of horses I'm really interested in uh, going forward. The first one... I love this guy, Freedom Rally. He was so impressive last Saturday at Eagle Farm. Yeah, he was really good. He, he's still um, learning what it's all about about yet as well, which is which is pretty scary. He's uh, three rising four, and he's still a bit of a baby, but he's got a good motor. Um, he's a really nice horse. He's a good-looking horse. He's got good action on him, and he's starting to get it all together now. So he heads to a 1,400, probably three-year-old race at Eagle Farm in a fortnight, so Saturday week, and then we'll see what happens from there. Do you think 1,400 metres would be just perfect for him? Absolutely perfect. Yeah, I do. I, well, yeah, I think 1,400, possibly to a mile, was probably his trip. I think yep. 1,200's as short as he wants it, um, which was, which is pretty good considering how impressive he was at 1,200. I think you'll see a more impressive horse at 1,400. Now, the other one I wanted to ask you about was the mare Black on Beauty, who won a, a midweeker recently, but, gee, she streeted her rivals. She won by uh, almost four lengths. When will we see her again? You might see her next week or the week after. There's two options for her. There's a Class 6 plate, which is coming up quite strong from what we know is in the noms next week, but she gets a really nice light weight in that. Um, or we go to a Phillies and Mares benchmark race the week after where she'd have to go up in weight, um, which would be my only reservation. So we'll have a look at next week first and just see how that race marries up, acceptances, et cetera, and then we'll make a decision. So she's either next Saturday or the Saturday after. All right, fantastic. Tony, uh, what about this horse that I've done my... I gets on a couple of times. Is Israelite Bay? I'm just is just uh, you and everyone else. Mm. Um, yeah, she 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 look she's she's just not good enough, Sammy, to do as much wrong as she does early in her races. She just won't put herself into a position. And mm. you know, you get in them lower grade races. If you step away slow and you and you're a long way back, you know, you often get the venues where rails are out and, and you're always behind a lot of horses you probably don't want to follow. Mm. So you saw that at Sunshine Coast with the last week. Her run was the run of the race, but they don't pay on the run of the race. They pay on getting the job done. And she doesn't position herself up, you know, into, into a position to win a race early. And that, that's, her, that's her detriment. So at this point in time, she will have one more run. Talking to, um, to Pilko and Nilwer at the 
I think they're pretty keen for her to go to Spirit of Boom this year and start. So they're going to just continue to race her until until we do that. So provided we're happy with you, see her at a midweek in Durban. But it's her, it's her first 100 metres in races, which is a problem for her. Even if she drew an inside gate, it wouldn't make any difference? She still just has no not, idea? Not, not at the moment. No. Yeah, not at the moment. She just wants to step slow and, and just doesn't muster well either. I've tried it varying different ways of trying to prepare it at, See if she'll step better and doing things behind the gates and late tails and you know it's, I don't know she's starting to I'm I'm fairly frustrated with her at the moment yeah. I just can't seem to get my head around to get her to be able to put put herself in a position because I know if she does she'd win easily but uh, she just blows, just throwing her races away early. Now we're on the eve of the spring carnivals in both Sydney and Melbourne. Uh, what uh, runners are you taking south this uh, this carnival, Tony? Yeah, look at this stage we're pretty um. We're pretty fixed on Melbourne, even though there's so much money in Sydney and, you know, there's a lot on offer down there. We, we sort of thought the races that suited our horses were probably in Victoria at this stage. And at this stage, we've got a team of three going away, headlined by, by Skirt the Law first. Uh, she'll head down and she kicks off in the Quizette um, the 19th of August. Is, um, is her first up run. She had a jump out yesterday and she'll trial on the 1st of August at Dooman and, and make her way to Melbourne for that. Um, then after that, the following month in September, uh, Zeus Dahl goes around those 1,000 metre race he went around in last year. Uh, he starts off in the McEwen, I think it is, on the 9th of September, I think that is. And then a week later, Antino runs at Flemington on the 16th of September in a listed 1,400. Okay. So, Tony, you'll be pleased to know that the Palooza Festival is happening uh, this year, <laughs> the Spring Carnival at Flemington, and you being a big fan of the dance floor, you'll take your dancing shoes to Flemington for that week. What is it again, Sam? Sorry. <laughs> we were just discussing it earlier in the show, and uh, Sammy's not happy at all. Uh, the, during Cup Week, uh, what is it, the VR or well, Racing Victoria are going to have the Palooza Festival on track at uh, Flemington as well as the races. So a bit of it's dance, a music festival. Bit of dance party action. Yeah. Yeah, good. That's a cup, cup week. Right, we might move down to Cranbourne for that week. That would be crazy because we normally stay at Flemington, but I oh, don't know. That's a long way down the track for us. And I, I probably, I'm not much of a dancer, Sammy, unfortunately. None of any of us are, that's for sure. Uh, now, you've got uh, you've got plenty of runners over the weekend. Let's just have a look at I like got. that. Now, this horse, go. sorry go on, uh, for go. jumping in, but this horse, Mighty, I like this horse. Tony, can can do you reckon this can give this a shake in the first race? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah probably good. a bit of trainer error there. Just the way my carnival shaped up with her, I, I find the carnival. If you miss those first couple of thousand meter races that are early, it, it's really hard to find a race for your horse. You go straight to twelve hundred, and you know twelve hundred at Eagle Farm, and then to a thirteen hundred. It just wasn't ideal, and I didn't have any other options for her. So. Although it, although the first up run was good, the, the, the second run, I probably should never have been there, but limited options around her, I was forced. I was able to back off her. We did a lot of equestrian work with her. We put a set of blinkers on her. She straightened up beautifully because she was just doing a bit wrong, which was which was out of character. Um, but I'm really happy the way she's worked. I love the way she trialled um, a couple of weeks ago at, um, at Doomben. And I'm going to be positive from the draw. There'll be no going back being negative from this. We'll go forward, be positive with those blinkers on, and you'll see a whole lot different horse. Uh, in a sec goes around in race number four. Uh, awkward gate on paper, but map-wise, it doesn't look to be a yeah. lot of speed. I would not be the least surprised to see in a sec up outside the lead or in front uh, tomorrow. Especially yeah. With, yeah. Was that the plan, do you think, at this stage? 
Yeah, well, I'm not going to go negative on it from yeah. the draw. I don't see the point in that. If they, if they do want to get going, no metros can run along a bit. You're right, this one doesn't have a whole lot of exposed speed, but there's not a whole lot of no metros run slow. So mm. I want to be present. If they, if they do get going, I can tuck in, and if they don't, I'll take it up. But she's certainly the right horse with the right weight. She's just got the tricky draw. She'll enjoy the track and love a bit of cutting it. It'll really help her. Um, I just hope I can obtain the right run. That's all we're hoping, Chris. Yeah, well, she's down, what, from 56 to 51, uh, 53. And, look, she ran into a smart 53. one, we think, last start, with Skidder Marink was probably a spring horse in Melbourne. Yeah, probably. I, I don't know. I thought I had it beat everywhere. I just didn't have it on the line, unfortunately. So she's just one of these mares. She's been in work a while, but she looks good. She's got the same weight on her she had first up. She just looks brilliant. She's just really raced well all preparation. And, yeah, mares informed that are racing well. I, I don't see the point of her age and, and ability to give her a break. And I'm really happy with her. This is absolutely the right race at the right mm. venue at the right distance. So provided I can get the right run, <laughs> which we will be positive and put her in the race, um, then I can get the job done. Uh, we have Ashgrove and Love Sensation in race number five. Yeah, well, Love Sensation, I had her in two races, and I, I possibly would have went 13.50 off the better draw. Um, but, but Rafi, who owns her, he was adamant to have a go at the mile. And if you look at her beaten record at a mile way back, I've never had her at a mile. It's very good. Um, I've finally got a bit of continuity in the prep with her, and I'm really, really happy with her. I'm super happy how fit she is. The only thing I don't like, I just don't want her to have to do too much work from that gate. If I can get over outside leader 1-1, one, one, she can run well because she's got a light weight on her back. And I do feel that she will get a mile, but she's got to get the right run to get the mile. Ashgrave, on the other hand, I thought he was really good first up. Unsuitable distance, wasn't beaten far, probably didn't get a lot of room either late. I'm not saying it would have made him win, but it may have been half a length even closer. Um, I think he maps beautifully here on the back of a moderate tempo again. Uh, he'll sprint really quickly at a mile. So for me, he's on top, um, but both horses in good shape. Now, you've got Simbu going around in race number six. There looks to be good speed here. I can see Simbu camp just off them and running home strongly late. Yeah, well, this is a race you think, Barry, is a very important, wouldn't you? You know, mm. this, this fence might chop out a little bit and it might play to be an offence by this stage of the day, but, geez, I think this good, the good alleys of this 10.50 are they're worth their weight to you. Um, he's a really progressive horse. He, um, he beat a smart one when he won his maiden first up and John Rambo he'd come out and won again at the Sunshine Coast, which isn't easy to do. You know, with the locals up there, they, they also seem to improve at home. So um, I think he did a good job. We're back at Dooman, which is his home track, and I think he's a really good chance. He's a really nice, lightly raced horse that, that can do a good job. He's, a, he's I'm not saying he's like Freedom Rally, but he's that style of horse. They're later on, three-year-olds rising four, and a lot of upside. And race number eight, Salatine for Ryan Pug Maloney. Yeah, well, funny enough, she likes racing outside horses rather than inside, and I don't think we get inside too many here from where she's drawn. So, you know, if I can find a third pair, something like that, you know, even with cover or without, even three deep, she's won at Dooman. She loves Dooman. She loves cut out of the ground. It's her last start in a race. Her beaten form is actually pretty good. The last run was a disaster, a wide draw at Eagle Farm, and she's back last and with no real chance of running on the way it ran. So oh, I think I think she'd be like Sneaky Five. She's come back significantly in grade to a track that suits her with a bit of cushion in the track. I think she can retire a winner on Saturday Salatine. She just needs oh. Pug to have her in the right position, even if she's covering ground. So it's her swan song, last run. It is, mate. Yeah, she's a bit like Sneaky Five. She's on her way over to France soon, like next week, to go to Sioni, and this Ooh. man's booked in to go to Zoostar. So you know, a couple of nice mares that Rosamond have sent up to us that have, that have done a really good job and are going to go on to be very valuable brood mares. Now, just uh, one I want to ask you about at the Sunshine Coast on Sunday. Firstly, John Rambo, the name? 
I know where it's from, but who thought of that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's Mark Cook and his team. <laughs> They're it's involved in that it. one. Right. Yeah, it's a great name, yeah. It's a great name. Someone said this morning I've got a... His name on John McLean now, and Die Hard, and I'll have them all. So. <laughs> uh, but, um, he was yeah, impressive. No, a good, good name, he's a good horse. Yeah. No, he's a nice horse. He's run behind you. Um, Simba was very good, and they, they, they gaffed the rest in that maiden and doom in a round good figures. Um, since then, they both come out and won again. Very impressively, John Rambo. And look, he's, he's the bar's raised again for him on Sunday, but you'd imagine the sort of horse he is, he'll manage it well. He's drawn adequate to get the right run. And, He's still learning what it's all about, but he's always had good ability. So it's just taken us a while with him, but he's a smart horse, and he's definitely a city horse or better in the making. Would you prefer it to have been 1,400 metres? No, not yet. I wouldn't. Not yet. No, not at all. He's, he's, he's still a horse that just wants to overdo things a bit. It will get to 1,400, but he's not executing his races just well enough yet. Once he does, seven furlong to a mile will be his trip. be no further. Yeah. Um, but he'll be a really nice horse. But he's not. He, I don't want it to be there just yet because the tempo would go against him. Yep. And he'd just probably pull himself into the ground. So this is ideal for him now. All right. Your best chance uh, over the weekend, Tony. Oh, I'd to go away from him on Sunday. But if, I love I love Doomman at home. I think I've got some terrific chances there tomorrow. Um, if I just play the barrier card, which tends to help you out at Doomman, I think Simbu's an outstanding chance in that three-year-old race. I think he's a really impressive horse. All right. Okay. Terrific. You've got a great day ahead of you tomorrow. Best of luck. Hope there's uh, many winners, uh, many winners from the stable, and we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks, guys. See you later, eh? Thanks, Cheers. Tony. Cheers. Tony Gollan uh, joining us there, as he does very often. Uh, now, check out RaisingQueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Sammy, we will go for a break, and we'll come back with our next guest straight after that. This is The Punters, Mate, on SEN. Palooza, Sammy. That's what we're yeah, going to that's, that's what to expect. There's a bit of Palooza for you. Wowee. Yeah. There you go. Don't tell me you, you won't be uh, hopping and bopping to that. Wowee. Well, I'll tell you what, it's fitting that uh, our next guest, uh, we have music like that because I remember <laughs> he used to be cutting shapes to, to those sort of tunes at Bobby McGee's and down, the Down Under. I think he was a VIP at the Down Under back in the day. Jason Patton. So I didn't even know who you meant, but I just guessed because that's the sort of guy that will be busting those moves and cutting. What did you say? Cutting shapes. Yeah, cutting shapes I on love the that dance term. floor. That's a good one. That's Cut, a good one. Patton, that, that, that was your go back in the day, wasn't it? Wasn't it your go to the Down Under and Bobby McGee's? I might have been in there for a little while. I had a <laughs> might. little go in there. <laughs> Bobby McGee's, that rings a bell. Where was oh, that's that? That's an old one. Yeah, where was that? I think it was Russell Street uh, ex- or Exhibition, was yeah, it? Yeah, just up. Yeah, exhibition, I think. Yeah, near there anyway, near Chinatown. Wow. The old King Street and those <laughs> places. What are they like these days, Sammy? It was the it was the go-to back in the day. It was the go-to. Jason, thanks very much for joining us this afternoon. We, we appreciate your time. Now, as uh, Sammy and I, you're another ex-Victorian resident who's moved to the Sunshine State. Yeah, I... Um up at the Gold Coast, um, living on Chevron Island, got a nice little oh. pad there, and uh, just looking at the sun coming through now, and it's you know twenty one degrees, and oh, no, it's not bad, not bad living. You wonder where, how you spent and why you spent all that time in Victoria, don't you? It is amazing. Yes, um, 
Yeah, when you spend a, a you know, you do a winter up here, it's just unbelievable. Um, you know, hearing all the um, weather reports back home, it's yeah, it's not nice. I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> well, it's and, and I've said it a few times uh, before, and especially uh, to to my family who were all down in in Melbourne, and I think you know every day I get up and put shorts and thongs on, which is uh, it's. Uh, it's a big positive, and I think that's why everybody up here is so chilled. Would you say, Jase? Yeah, for sure. I got a, a little moped, and I jump yep. on that every morning with me shorts and uh, shirt on, and that's that's about it for the day. Um, cruising to work at four o'clock, and that's uh, nah, fantastic. There's a bit more palooza there. You're cutting some more shapes as we speak. <laughs> um, now, uh, <laughs> why? Other than the weather, any other reasons why you decided to make the uh, the uh, move to Queensland? Yeah, I was sort of just chatting to a mate of mine, Ernie Marchin and Gay, and they were thinking about coming up here, and they've been great horse people, and I thought if I could um, get some knowledge off them for training some horses, and we were lucky enough that the Gold Coast Turf Club give us some boxes, and, uh, and yeah, we've gone from there. So we've got about seven in work and really enjoying it. It's um, just something I've always thought about doing, and it was the time to do it. With me, little business was running down there, it's still going pretty well. Uh, the boys are running that and thought they don't need me there. So I thought I'll make the move. Jason, it's it's really interesting. Obviously, you're a successful jockey uh, down down in, in Melbourne and, and worked really hard throughout your jockey career. And then once you stopped riding, um, like as you say, you sort of went and t- tried something new, started a business. Uh, is Was it waste? Was it waste business? Is that what it was? Yeah, it's a rubbish removal business, yeah. Yep. So we do, um, you know, like just to seize the states and, you know, um, shop fit-outs and people when they're shifting. And, yeah, it's gone really good. I've been doing it about eight years. And I sort of had an accident well, two years ago. I had this uh, roof sort of collapse on me and, and sort of broke my neck. And oh. and then I thought, oh, I've better, better get out of this and um, just do something a little bit uh, easier on my body. Any ongoing concerns with that or have you recovered fully? Nah, fully recovered, yeah. Oh, yeah but she's all my arthritis now from, from the falls and stuff like that. Yeah. You mentioned the Gold Coast. Now, you, you've slotted in there at a good time with all the uh, developments happening happening on the Gold Coast. Uh, obviously, the track will be up and running later in the year. The training facilities improved. and We'll get light, lights uh, next year as well. It's going to be a, a great place to train. Yeah, the track's coming up amazing. They've put a, they're going to put another couple of tunnels in. Um. You know, all the facilities, they're, they're really um, getting up to the standards where um, where, you, where they should be for a, for a place like this um, with all the racing. And the racing's getting stronger. And, yeah, and like you said, Friday night racing's coming in Yeah. Uh, with the lights. And, yeah, it's going to be um, a pretty happening place. And we've said it before. There's no better place for night racing than the Gold Coast. I mean, just the view for a start and then the fact all the um, – there's so many places to stay and you can just get across there very easily – um, other night venues, it takes a bit of uh, doing to get to the track. So, no, it's going to be a, a fantastic setup there on the Gold Coast. Um, uh, tell me, the grass has that completely been laid all the way around as yet? No, it's, it's about. Oh, I had to actually look at it yesterday. It's about oh twelve hundred meters around. So yep. they've probably got another you know eight hundred meters to go, but uh, coming along fantastic. And and even like um, like you were just saying about the racing here, even every Saturday. It's, it's just um, happening over there. You know, even like just meetings now, even on this um, poly track, 
there's people everywhere. There's all bucks and hens yeah. and coos and everyone's having a good time. And and I even remember when you're down in Melbourne, people would say, oh, I'm going to the Gold Coast, I'm going to the races. And, and it's just uh, the way they market it is um, pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah, shout out to uh, Brendan Maloney, who's up from uh, from Melbourne. Uh, who's uh, look, he's been seen in the front bar at the Emerald uh, on occasions, and he, he sent shapes. he sent me a uh, message this morning saying that uh, he he wanted some tips for the Gold Coast. And as you say, Jase, uh, to get that good atmosphere in the field, that's what makes uh, race days. Definitely, when there's people about and that that bit of that party atmosphere um, going on, but as well as watching the races and and <laughs> he's a bit more palooza. Wow. <laughs> but it's it's pretty important that um uh you know the fact that you leave that you can leave the races and you just basically go over the bridge and there you're on the Gold Coast, don't you? Yeah, and you got um Broad Beach as well, which is five minutes down the road. Yeah, and there's the way they get people out of there it's yeah, it's pretty good. It's um yeah, and like you said, you can go straight into town, you know, from five minutes. That's pretty good. Now, one horse that's in the stable who, uh, well, I'm I'm good mates with uh, Andy Lewis, and he was up here a few weeks back uh, staying with me up here, and uh, he went to the races uh, to see the rampant go around and, look, didn't have the best of luck. But I tell you what, when he fronted up the next week at uh, or that, <laughs> that following start at Bow Desert, wow, we did he get me excited that day. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it was a great thrill. Um, we've, he's sort of shown us a lot, this horse, and just haven't been able to get the right race and, you know, all the little things that happened. Uh, and he was unlucky that day Andy came up. And and then uh, Bo Desert, we thought he was, um, you know, a really good chance. And um, one of our good mates, Robbo, had to, you know, dig, dig in uh, deep to, to get him over the line. But he, he did a great job. And, yeah, it was a great thrill. Now, he's in at the Sunshine Coast on Sunday, but uh, he's drawn gate 20. Do you think he'll run? Um, we're just going to wait for the uh, scratchings to come out because mm-hmm. uh, we've got him entered for a race on Wednesday at Durban as well. But um, but I'll be down at the uh, Emerald on on Sunday for a good mate of ours who passed away a couple of months ago, Scotty Hewitt, uh, having a uh, reunion for him or a, a drink for him. So it'll be, um, yeah, so I can't miss that. But uh, Ernie will take the rampant if he runs on Sunday. Uh, I'll be there sharing a beer with you uh, also. Uh, I'm leaving tonight, so <laughs> looking forward to uh, uh, a, a good day on Sunday. And I said to Cam Luke yesterday that, um, you know, it's, that's the way Scotty would want it, everybody coming together at the Emerald and, and uh, having a drink for him because he was, he was just such a great fellow, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was... Um, I ended up. I was lucky enough to come down the day he did pass away, and had a, had a, you spent a couple of hours with him, and it was um, it was sad saying goodbye. But I knew he um, he needed to go, um, just the way he you know fought life for us for so long. That is sad. Uh, now you've got a run or two at Doomben uh, tomorrow in race two. You're settling up. She's hang on. She's a dandy. She's a dandy. She's, She's a dandy. Yeah, ex Greg Urell. Now in your hands. Yes, we were lucky enough to. Um, I got a phone call to. Well, first of all, she uh, her lease finished up, so um, the owner who lives up here wanted to race her up here. So, um, and then he was referred to um, 
some trainers down there said give Jason and Ernie a go up here and lucky enough we uh, yeah got the call and she's arrived two weeks ago and she's settled in really well. Uh, she took a little bit to to get onto her feet but because it's a long trip up from uh, Cranbourne and yeah she's doing really well. Andrew rode her the other morning and was wrapped with her and um, and she's a really happy horse so we yeah we're going in tomorrow. So a little bit unknown but. Um, with her exposed form, she looks to be, uh, you know, a really good chance. Jason, thanks so much for uh, for joining us on the Pundas Mate on this Friday afternoon. Uh, we wish you all the best. Uh, we hope uh, there's many more winners to come. And please look after Sammy on Sunday. Not too many shapes <laughs> yeah. later in the night. <laughs> nah, no worries. Yeah, keeps uh, following the horses. You're all going well. So we're, um, we will. We're, uh, in the yeah, next few weeks, should be good chances. Excellent. Thanks, Jason. Really appreciate your time. Here we go. All right. Thanks, boys. Cheers. <laughs> Jason. Jason Patton joining us there and a bit more uh, palooza for you, Sammy. Yeah, we love it. Let's we go. love it. Let's go with a bit more palooza. On the Gold Coast, in the sunshine, a holiday paradise. I can only imagine how nice it is on the Gold Coast this afternoon, Sammy. How good would it be? Mid-twenties? Well, we're, I mean, j- just see, you only have to listen to how relaxed the pattern was. On, oh, yeah. You know, he's he's yeah. slotted straight into that. Was life, he always like that? Gold Coast lifestyle. Yeah, he's always pretty uh, cruisy rooster. But, um, Even more so now. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, he sounds very chilled, doesn't he, and happy with just, uh, you know, training few – well, he's, he's training uh, – in the short term time he's been based at the Gold Coast, he's uh, settled up uh, five or six winners. He's doing a great job, so good to catch up with him. But even better to catch up with the uh, oh, the one and only the boxing champion, yeah, Rocky himself, <laughs> Blair Gibson, Giro at Brizzy Racer, BrizzyRacers.com.au. Uh, we were talking about Jason Patton there, Gibbo, who has that horse in his stable, Zuma Rudy, who had no luck at all last Saturday. Yeah, no, and it's uh, it's just one of them. Out and out poly track horses, it goes well. And yep. as you said, moving to the coast, people do just as they always say the horses do well here in the winter. The people do just as well. <laughs> yeah, we can all vouch for that. Well, we can. You've always been here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, uh, before we get into the tips for this week from you, uh, how's the preparation going for the uh, the rumble in the jungle? Yeah, we've been a bit quiet. There's, uh, yeah, the two flogs. Uh, been a bit quiet on it, but I can tell you, Moose, our producer, he's been he's been in the ring. He's been throwing a few, but um, I, I seem to be getting caught up each Monday or Thursday when the boys are training. I haven't got there yet. Oh, but... what time's <laughs> running out? No. Tell yeah, you what. so I just I, w- I will get there. Um, I've run Burley Hill a couple of times, so I'm getting fit. I just need to learn how to throw punches. <laughs> well, that would help in a boxing match. Yeah, it sure will. Well, I could just keep running. <laughs> just well, run around the ring. I'll tell you what, right? It's not something I know anything about boxing, but uh, there's a fella called Hooda that lives in Nathan Day's house uh, here at uh, at uh, Hendra, and Hooda uh, yeah. Hooda lives upstairs, and he was boxing. Nathan sent me Grubby sent me a message and said Hooda's about to box, so I went down, jumped on the KO, and. Uh, 
Wow, wait, it is hardcore, isn't it? Like Don't he, tell him that. Hooder oh. was down there in, in Melbourne, and uh, he fronted up to this bloke. I am not joking. This rooster rolled in. It was, his, I think, his second fight. He rolled in in his Dunlop volleys, right? And Hooder's all kitted out, right? And this this other rooster's in his Dunlop volleys, and I'm going, mate, you don't stand a chance here. He won the fight. He won I'll the see. fight. I cannot believe Did he it. really? And I said, this wow. is rigged. I said, this is rigged. But I said, I, I, I did say to Grubby, uh, we, were, we were on the phone uh, whilst the fight was going on, and I said, I tell you, and Hooda got a couple of beauties in, but I said, this bloke, he, he is like a rock. You cannot put him to the ground. Like, And but this is the bloke with, in the Dunlop volleys, and you just couldn't you just couldn't put him on the floor. And he, and he ended yeah. up winning the fight. And I thought, gee, I tell you what. Then I was thinking about Gibbo fronting up, and I'm thinking, <laughs> gee whiz, gee whiz, this is a tough oh, gig. This is a tough oh, gig. I tell, I tell you what, you're exactly right, though. It's one of them sports you can look at them and you can think one thing, but some boats can just cop a punch. Some boats, you yeah. can't pick it, but uh, yeah, they might be calling me Glassjaw Gibson at the end of this. <laughs> Yeah, some blokes can. They just cop punch after punch, and they just keep getting back up. Mm, yeah, they can be getting flogged, but they don't, can't get knocked down. No, no, no. Well, there's a there's a uh, there's a lesson for you there. Make sure you box in Dunlop volleys. <laughs> you can get them anymore. They might be an old pair. Yeah, that's true. That's I haven't true. seen any around for a while. All right, well that's good. So you're uh, you've done nothing since last week except uh, run up Burley Hill a couple more times. <laughs> yeah, Burley Hill a couple of times. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, if you're um, training to be a marathon runner, that'd be great. It's good viewing too there, Burley Hill. Yes. Really good viewing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Correct. All righty. Now, uh, tips for tomorrow <laughs> at the uh, on the poly track. Anything you like there? Yeah, I'll tell you what. It, I haven't minded the poly track lately and found a few, but I, I just find it one of the hardest meetings I can remember there uh, tomorrow. It's just uh, three or four chances in a lot of races. Um, couple will probably be too short. So, but the one I've landed on is race four, number three. She's contrary. Just showed a little bit of form last prep down south. This time it's had the two starts uh, in the northern rivers. Run second both times, but sort of picked up late. Good through the line. Should be up on speed here, which suits the track. So, it's the one that I, I'm sure she'll run good. Race four, number three. She's contrary without being overly confident. Okay. Anything else you like around the country? I just a couple in Brisbane again. They're short enough. I don't. Really, I don't really like giving them too short. But I, I think with a bit of luck, race four number six in a sec just deserves a change of luck. Has been racing really well and consistent. I don't think it's. I don't think she's been giving up late. I think she just you know bumped into a better one on the day. But with a little bit of luck here early, uh, in a sec just deserves a win. Uh, about two dollars forty, two fifty, uh, roughly now. It's not not a great price, but I think she deserves to win. Tony Gollan uh, was on the show earlier, and he did say that uh, she will be ridden positively. So I'd expect her up outside the lead, which will be good for her. And your other one? And the other one, race six, number seven, <clears throat> Vodka Martini. Yep. There's a lot of whispers about this horse last week. Um, I think it ran super. It just bumped into a very, very good one from the Gollan Yard. Yep. And there was a massive gap back to the third hour. So as long as that hasn't taken much out of it, I'm sure it wouldn't have second up. Um, good trainer in Schweda deciding to go on the backup claims. 
I probably just would have gone with a senior and made an absolute moral of it, to be honest. But it should just box seat, let this really good speed go. And I think it can make amends this week. Vodka Martini, I think it's got a nice future. All righty. So we're going the Poly Track Gold Coast race four, number three, She's Contrary. Doombin race four, number six, in a sec. And Doombin race six, number seven, Vodka Martini. Thanks for joining us, Gibbo. Uh, keep up that training regime. Regime. We'll check in with you next Friday afternoon. No worries. Wait the Two Flogs podcast on on your drive home, boys. We will, for sure. We will. And you can get that through Spotify or Apple or any of those platforms. Yep. Bloody oath. Any, any of them that are any good. No, that's right. If it was no good, then it wouldn't be on there. <laughs> Thanks, Gibbo. See you, boys. Good luck. Uh, Blair Gibson joining us there as he does kindly each and every week. Sammy, your best bets for the weekend. Uh, Toowoomba, race three, number one, Thora. Doombin, race nine, number seven, Canadian Dancer. Caulfield, race nine, number 11, Scantoon at a price. All right. I am going as I've got uh, 300 pieces of paper here. My best bets are race six, number seven at Doombin Vodka Martini. Uh, race one, number six, Rich Minx. The first starter has trialled really well. And race nine, Number nine, release the beans. Uh, keep an eye out for Master Morris at Toowoomba tomorrow night. Race five, number one, trolled really well, Sammy. Really, really well. Now, I'm looking for a credit here, but I can't find it anywhere. So I'll read this one first. And it is Aquas, your source for two-year-old speed, standing seven well-credentialed stallions. Visit aquasfarm.com.au. And, Maddie, I still can't find the actual uh, page that you gave me to read out the... Uh, here we go. What are you really gambling with? You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. What's on for the weekend, Sam? Trackside? Uh, no, Melbourne. Yeah, trackside. Are oh, you going to I'm Melbourne? A, that's right. Melbourne yep. Melbourne tonight. Uh, so I leave here straight on the plane and uh, I'll get to Melbourne tonight. And then trackside tomorrow. Uh, from the studio? Emerald then? on Sunday. Yeah, from the studio with Tags and Cam Luke. And yep. you'll be on the phone, of I course. I will be, yep. And then uh, Sunday, I am going to the Emerald, so big day there. And Monday, I'm heading down to St. Leonard's. For, Geelong. Yeah, get, heading down that way. So, yeah. What's down there? Have a look around. Have a look around. Okay, fair and enough. And then scout about. And then uh, back home, back to the sun on Tuesday. Looking forward to it. I forgot to read out the South Australian tips, and here they are really quickly for those who are after those. They are race three, number one, race four, number six, race six, number eight, and race nine, number four at Morfordville tomorrow. Good punning. Have a great weekend.